Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Deborah Spamer will discuss applying health and safety trends to your organization. Deborah is the Vice President of Business Development at Company Nurse LLC and the Chief Growth Officer at Lentelio. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Deborah. It's absolutely my pleasure. We're proud members of Prima. Really appreciate that. So for starters, over the past two years, we've experienced many changes in the workplace, including the great resignation and the shift to remote work. How have these changes affected workplace injuries and how can you help your organization address these changes? Taekwon, it seems hard to believe, but a record 4.5 million workers quit in November of 2021 alone, and that was well into the pandemic. And those those numbers um, continue. Everyone calls it the great resignation, but there's a number of causes for this. It's you know, a lot of people delayed their resignations due to the pandemic and trying to navigate that situation. Um, we saw higher levels of burnout and mental health issues. People shifted their priorities during the pandemic, and they may have decided to change the direction of their life and therefore their job. And then you have those people that went to remote work right after the pandemic started and were returning to work and had challenges with that. They had the convenience of working from home or they felt uncomfortable going back into the workplace without proper precautions. So what happened is that all of these employers now have to hire new workers. They're probably already understaffed and they're bringing new workers in, which means there's less time for training those workers. People may have been physically out of shape from not being in the workplace at that point of time. And what happened is that all of these employees are at greater risk for workplace injuries. So that caused a large challenge for employers as well. And many employees will also remain remote. In fact, about 22% of the workforce will still be remote um, through 2025 and, and beyond. And those workers are still encountering workplace injuries. 41% of remote workers are developing back pain, shoulder pain, wrist pain, probably due to the fact that the speed with which everyone went home to work meant that they didn't have sound work spaces in their homes. They're not ergonomically correct. They're in uncomfortable positions. They're sitting on the couch with their computer. And that poses a lot of challenge. And these are still work-related injuries. So, you know, addressing those injuries, you know, of course, from a, a company like Company Nurse, we recommend having access to nurse triage, especially for those remote workers who don't have access to their supervisor in the workplace as easily as they used to. They don't have anyone to go to for advice. They don't know what their next steps are. So having access to um, a medical professional through a channel like not only the phone, but through chat, through text, through video, using their home devices is going to help get them back to work that much more quickly. After the telehealth surge at the beginning of the pandemic, usage has stabilized. So what's next for telehealth and what should organizations consider when implementing telehealth programs for their employees? So at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, um, telehealth usage reached all-time highs for the obvious reasons that people didn't want to go into a medical setting and office visit where other people may be sick. They don't want to take that risk. 
Telehealth has been around for many, many years, but the pandemic helped to really push usage to all-time highs. And then as of summer of 2021, last year, the usage seemed to stabilize, even though it was still 38% higher than before the pandemic. So so why would that be? And through some research, we've seen that um, this overwhelming demand that was in place may not allow enough time for vendors to really perfect their processes. Um, so they were utilizing this time to staff up, to scale their technology, which may have have caused some some bad experiences for the users. So usage has dropped. And as people became more comfortable in navigating the pandemic, they felt more comfortable than you know, going to see their regular doctor. However, we should expect that that telehealth and the experience of using telehealth will continue to improve. Investment in virtual care and digital health products, digital health services has really skyrocketed. It's fueling innovation. It's getting tremendous amounts of attention from venture capitalists who are investing in digital health at three times the rate they were three years ago. We're talking billions of dollars. And this investment in the product is going to continue to improve the experiences and improve the usage. So if you're looking for a vendor, you know, you need to talk to them about the services and improvements that they are making to customer experience or planning to make to customer experience. So things like enabling longitudinal virtual care, the integration of telehealth with other virtual health solutions like chronic care management, a hybrid virtual in-person care model, and just that potential to improve that whole experience and the convenience and access to provide better outcomes and affordability for the users and the employers. While it is not currently required for every organization, many employers are looking for a COVID-19 vaccination and testing reporting solution to protect their employees. What should organizations consider when looking for such a solution? So, interestingly, many employers are still using spreadsheets. It's not only cumbersome to use, but it's really not a secure process for managing medical information. So we recommend a digital solution that has vaccination reporting, testing reporting, health screening, and the ability to help encourage the employees to comply with your organization's guidelines and protocols, right? The CDC has their recommendations, but each organization is also going to create their own protocols for how they manage the health within their workplace. So we think you should find something that employees can easily use. So, you know, a a digital device, which everyone has, is a great place to be able to manage that information, but it needs to be something that they can also trust that their information will be secure. So when they're implementing or they're inputting their vaccine status details with the type of vaccine, when they received their vaccination, what facilities they received to that, they can feel comfortable that that information is being securely housed and accessed only by the people who should have access to that information. And they should be able to feel comfortable in uploading that documentation as well. So look for a solution that helps communicate the protocols of the organization. It should also help you to to communicate what they should do. For example, if an employee reports a positive COVID test, what are the instructions 
from the organization. So the ability to quickly and easily receive those instructions from the organization's HR team so they know what their next steps are and what they could expect with the process. Many companies are still requiring regular testing. Um, the OSHA ETS for employers has not gone through, but there are still employers that are asking their employees to do home tests. And with a home test, proctoring may be necessary. So either on-site where you have a nurse or an HR professional watching that test being taken or virtually through that digital tool it helps to ensure that the proper procedures are taking place and be able to validate the results of that test because you want to be able to trust that at-home test result that the employee is actually, you know, testing properly, they're going through the proper procedures, and they haven't just, you know, run the test on their cat so that you have accurate results. So going back to spreadsheets, why shouldn't the HR director use this, you know, put this information into a spreadsheet to manage it? A digital process is, is much easier and less manual, but importantly, it helps to keep those health records secure and in a secure environment, separate from human resources files, which is an ADA requirement, because that will also help prevent any potential discriminatory practices. All of that medical information regarding COVID status, COVID protocols must be kept separate from the regular files, and it's much easier to do that in a digital environment. How has the pandemic impacted employee benefits, including mental health resources? That's a great question. You know, we saw the increase of remote working. And when you're working remotely, it's that much harder to get to your HR director, manager, and, you know, ask them uh, what the, you know, the group code is for your health benefits because you need to go see the doctor. It's harder to get a hold of people. I think we've all been through that. We're, we're searching for the information we need in order to make an appointment or utilize that benefit. And it's, you know, it's, it's not easy to find. So employees need better access to this information and easy access to this information. And at the same time throughout the pandemic, I think employers really realized that they need to be more engaged in the health, safety, wellness of their employees, not only to retain those employees, but increase their satisfaction, increase their productivity, make sure they're still able to physically and mentally do their jobs as they should. So they're beginning to realize that this is no longer just a tool for attracting talent, but it's a way of keeping talent and keeping talent productive, happy, healthy. And so employees need better access to their health benefits via digital tools. In fact, 68% of employers plan to increase their spend on digital health and wellness, according to a recent Mercer study. And the reason is that their employees are asking for that. And employees are less likely to leave their employers who support their well-being, not only during the pandemic, but, but beyond, of course, because it's an expectation. And employees want to be insured, feel comfortable that their employers are not just you know, giving them the benefits, but helping support them to utilize and access that care. So, you know, you consider the benefits that you're already invested in. You've got met the medical, dental, vision, you may have an EIP program or other wellness-related benefits. You may, you hopefully, have a nurse triage program for, for workplace injuries. But without easy way to access 
these benefits, all of these benefits that the employer has invested heavily in are underutilized. And so a digital solution helps provide that direct access to those benefits. Now, a big topic of conversation right now is around the employee mental health and what can be done to, to help benefit taking care and supporting those employees. So, you know, 85% of employees believe that the workplace affects their mental health and well-being. So employers really need to invest in the resources to have that impact on their employees, but it's also going to help improve the organization's bottom line, right? Because, the, you know, the healthier they are, the more mentally healthy they are, the more productive they will be, the more comfortable they will be in their job. And the National Safety Council actually stated that the employer could see a return of $4 for every dollar invested in support of employee mental health. When selecting a digital solution for workplace health and safety, what should organizations keep in mind for the user experience? You know, especially with your benefits, every benefit provider has their own their own website, their own app. You know, there's a different download, a different password to remember. I can never remember, you know, all of the different passwords I have for all of the different apps we provide. But most of those apps are going to get used. 25% of apps downloaded are only used once. And then when you go back to it, you can't remember that password. So, you know, think about utilizing a digital solution that could help with access to all of that information, including housing those benefits under one solution, and then utilizing single sign-on for easy access that's also very secure. You know, it needs to be a seamless process for employees. We all have app fatigue. We all, you know, none of us want to download another app for one more thing in our life. So, you know, creating this seamless process under one umbrella will help with the utilization of those benefits. And you want to look for a tool that works and feels like an app, but doesn't require a download. A lot of employees don't feel comfortable downloading an app that their employer tells them to download. And why is that? It may be a trust issue. It may be app fatigue. You know, it could be a variety of reasons. But if they can access that information via their digital tool, their mobile phone, but they can access it via an easy-to-remember URL or a link that they get in a text or a QR code, they're going to be more apt to be able to, to jump into that information and utilize that information. Especially QR codes, I think, have become more and more ubiquitous you know, during the pandemic and people feel much more comfortable utilizing that information. But you also want to have a solution that supports HIPAA technical safeguards like encryption, multi-factor authentication, audit logging, to make sure, again, that information is safe and secure. Now, something else that is also becoming much more popular and, in fact, more ubiquitous is artificial intelligence, the use of artificial intelligence. Think about calling an airline and, you know, pressing buttons or having voice response to, um, you know, to questions instead of actually talking to a human. It actually increases the quality of data, and it increases the customer experience. There's, I think, about 68% of the workforce today are digital millennials. Now, think about that. These are they're people that want to communicate via their thumbs, 
for the most part, and not necessarily talk to a person. So we're finding that more and more interaction needs to be supported through digital and the increase of utilization of virtual assistants or artificial intelligence. In fact, at, at Company Nurse, we've seen quite a demand in that for for our nurse triage services. So example being, we have a, a virtual assistant that will walk an employee through the process of reporting their injury so that it's very convenient for them and makes it easy for them to comply with the reporting process. And it's increasing their utilization. It increases the security of the information and very importantly, it increases that employee experience because they're able to have control over what that experience looks like. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.